this is the arcade cabinet. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your name and how'd you make this arcade cabinet? Oh, <laughs> uh, my name's Leanne Road. Um, most people call me Lan. Um, how do you feel about that? Uh, I like it a lot. I don't like the name Leanne very much. Yeah. Um, it's okay, but... Um, did you did you feel any particular way about uh, Kramer calling his house the Landing at one point? Oh, I didn't even know he did that. That's yeah, cool. That was his branding for his like because he'd throw oh. all those parties. Nice. And he'd always call them Landings. That's cool. I don't have any kind of copyright on the three letters. <laughs> did, you, did you do a lot of land parties as a kid? <laughs> I did. Like I think I did like a couple, but. Um, I don't know. I like the local area connection or oh, network. Oh, yeah. No. Local area network. It kind of weirdly suits me. Yeah. You know? Never um, even thought of that. Yeah. It's like, my, it actually, that's not where it came from. My, my best friend in university just used to call me Lan. It was like a, like, like a mashed version of my name and it kind of weirdly stuck. Um, and then I had I had used it on my Facebook because I didn't want to use my my real name because it was back when the internet was like yeah, <laughs> we were like scared of that kind of thing. Yeah. And then everybody started calling me Lan and it's just like I like it better, so it works out. Um, so yeah. you built a cardboard. How would you describe this arcade cabinet? Um, it is a around seven foot tall um, cardboard sculpture um, that has the um, properties of a old style arcade cabinet. I think it's slightly uh, thinner than an actual arcade cabinet, but it feels like the same height. Yeah, it feels yeah. like around the same. It's like a, it might like, be not quite as wide. Yeah, yeah, not quite as wide. But um, yeah, it's basically it's just cardboard shapes cut out. I made a little um, scale model um, first, and then I. What did you I, make that out of? Just cardboard paper. How big was or the scale cardboard. model? Um, it was like it was teeny. It was like um, two inches tall. How, yeah. Was that that probably would be more difficult than a big one? Would well, be my... it didn't, I didn't need to make it perfect, right? Oh. It was just kind of to try and figure out the idea in 3D space, and then um, I took some measurements from that, and then I kind of like like multiplied them and just made it. Um, I don't have, have a real technical process. Did you have like a, a blueprint? Like, are there like people who 3D print arcade cabinets that you could like kind of steal from, or did you find any old like Mortal Kombat specs <laughs> and were like, okay, this is the? <laughs> there are people who do that. Um, mostly, I just looked at pictures of old arcade cabinets to figure out what I liked about them and kind of make my own weird one. Um, like, I kind of liked the ones that stuck out at the top and had this, like, curvy thing that kind of comes down. But I wanted it to look a little bit more, like, like older, older but different. I don't know. It's hard it to It really describe. reminds me of, like, if you've been to PAX, those DigiPen arcade cabinets. Yeah. They put all their, like, the graduating people in, in these arcade cabinets. It That's really cool. reminds me of those. I like, it's like... got that kind of, like, That's cool. awning kind of quality. Um, so did you decide for seven feet? Not really. Um, it kind of just worked out that way. Um, I mean, I knew once I took the measurements from the scale model and seven feet just kind of felt like a good number. Um, this is, yeah, like I said earlier, just not the most technical process. Um, I kind of just felt it out. Um, yeah, kind of like old games? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> just felt it out. Yeah, exactly. Um, so... Is it reused cardboard? 
Um, some of it, yeah. But um, because some of the cardboard needed to be structural and like on the sides and stuff, it needed to be like not super bent up. I did buy some cardboard from Staples. Oh, okay. Um, it would have been nice if it could have been all reused, but I just like because of time, I needed to find some cardboard that was structurally gonna like stay together. Um, and it's also tough because like cardboard is often used because like it can take a bit of a beating. Yeah, like, definitely. I, like, and so most card, most used cardboard is a bit scrubbed up. It's, yeah, it's kind of, yeah. But um, there's definitely a lot of reused cardboard in there. Um, and actually, one, of the, one cool thing about it is it all comes apart with Velcro um, because to get it here, like, it doesn't actually fit in a lot of uh, cars. Um, like, the back all comes out. Yeah, like, even in a, even in a pickup truck, I think this flat. would... It would be a challenge. It would be a challenge. Yeah. And, like, this thing... Here, I can show you inside, actually. Um, this, like... This comes right out, and you can see the structural, the, like, triangles. Triangles are amazing. So those are, um... Uh, bamboo sticks? Oh yeah, there's some bamboo sticks that I got from the dollar store that kind of just reinforce the back of it, like a spine. Because everything kind of connects to this back piece. Um, it needs to be really strong to support the whole thing. So uh, of the reused cardboard, what was the cardboard used for in the past? Was it like Ikea boxes? That, would be, that was my theory, is that you bought a cabinet and then were like, I don't want to throw out this cardboard oh. and make an arcade cabinet. Is, there is, was some of that. There was some Ikea cardboard that we had in storage. Um, one of the pieces of cardboard that I got was kind of funny. I got it from Michael's. They just gave it to me free. Um, and it used to be, it was for kids. It was like to buy your kids this like playhouse that was made out of cardboard. It was cardboard pieces that came in a cardboard box. That's weird. Yeah. Like just get them a box. Yeah. I mean, well, not everybody knows how to make weird things out of cardboard, so I kind of get it. But like, it was still like, at least don't put it in a cardboard box. You could just like tie it up or something. I don't know. It seemed overpackaged. And what's what's the logo? Oh, the logo is for the festival. So it's for Comics Heart Games. Um, Claris, one of the other co-organizers and co-curators, designed the logo. Um, and then I just cut it out of cardboard <laughs> and put tinfoil tin um, covering it so that it kind of is reflective. Actually, it looks really good in low light because... Oh, yeah, I yeah. could imagine this. Yeah. just kind of like shines in your way. So are you, is this... Um, are you planning on bringing this to... Um, oh, interesting. The buttons aren't... Yeah, they're not They're, not, they're not on. Anything, yeah. It's like a little bit of a crunch at the end to get yeah. everything. Was the arrow, uh, that, uh, the arrow, and I mean this in the best way, it looks like you've adapted to the situation with the arrow. Yes, yes. So definitely. when did the arrow come into play? <laughs> that was um, yesterday morning. Uh, yeah, I was just finishing up, like, just draw the arrow and put it on right here. Um, oh, I thought I thought maybe, like, you didn't think enough people were coming to the game section and well, that you were like, we need an arrow on there. <laughs> yeah, essentially, the whole point of this, this arcade cabinet was to just draw attention to the fact that a games festival is happening at VanCamp this year uh, because all the traffic is between these two rooms. Um, I know I'm gesturing in an audio capacity is not helping, but it's I mean, almost, I mean, it's, it's just in Roundhouse. Like, if you come to the yeah. Roundhouse Community Center in Vancouver, you can relive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, like, in between the gymnasium <laughs> and the other thing. Yeah, and then, like, so you might not look down this hallway and notice the Games Festival. Um, there's also, you can see a sign up, but uh, the oh, I placement, totally I know, the placement that. is just not, like, there's not enough contrast. That's okay. For next year, we'll... Yeah. We'll, we'll 
figure something out for Yeah, that. it's interesting because like tinfoil works great for contrast on the arcade cabinet, which is yeah. made out of cardboard, but not against glass. I, I thought that it would catch the light a bit more, but it's fine. Even just... People the, are finding if us. If the less so. than three, which is, I assume, supposed to be a heart. Yeah. Um, if that was in red. Actually, maybe I'll just quickly like put some paper behind that. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice. Yeah, it's like yeah, a very thanks. nice setup. Thank you. Um, how did you, how did the games kind of, like, how did you choose the games? Um, it was, uh, we had three curators for the event. Um, myself, Clara Sierran, and Maurice Grilla. And we just got together and talked about what we wanted to see. We wanted, like, kind of an even mix between indies, experimental, and student games. Um, so that meant that the space was really pretty limited. Um, and we, so we would have, like, a... Uh, conversations about all the games and then get a big list and then we would talk about how those games would show with each other and then through those conversations um, come up with a final list and then we reached out to everybody. I, I have to say like it's a very um, uh, diverse group of games. Yeah. Like I was actually um, impressed because a lot of the shows it's like certain games show better. Yeah. Like local multiplayer games always show better and it's kind of like you end up sometimes where it's like it's nothing but local multiplayer games, which is fun, but not necessarily reflective of like what people play on their spare time. Totally. Um, so, yeah. did you like? Was it like sectioned off? Like, did you kind of like slot everything into certain categories, or did the categories kind of come out after you kind of received all the submissions? Um, it's kind of like a mix. Like, it wasn't a huge uh, focus right from the start. It was just kind of something that kind of became apparent that it was in line with our values for what we wanted the event to be like. like we definitely wanted it to be diverse and we wanted to show um, people in Vancouver who might not even realize we have such a vibrant indie development game development community that there's a lot of different games that are made here. Um, so it just kind of formed naturally out of that. Does that answer your question? Yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. Um, so thanks for being on the question bus. Jeez, yeah, thanks for having me. Um, what what do you do you have anything you want to plug? Um uh, my game maybe, Cribbage with Grandpa's. Uh, it's available on the iOS and Android stores. It's exactly what it sounds like it is. <laughs> is it playable at Bancaf? It is. Yeah. All the curators have a game um, showing in addition to all the uh, amazing games at the festival. And where can you play Cribbage with Grandpa? Oh, um, on the iOS and Android stores. It's a premium title, no ads, one-time purchase. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, thanks, and I hope you have a great rest of Ancaf. Yeah, thank you. This is awesome.